Welcome to the Real Estate Travel Academy podcast channel, where real estate and travel meet. Each week, we engage in authentic conversations with interesting and informed people from our worldwide network. Join us and learn how to conduct real estate business in foreign countries and seek a better understanding of cultural norms around the world. Here is your Real Estate Travel Academy host, entrepreneur and educator, Jean Joshin. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Jean Joshin of the Real Estate Travel Academy. And today I'd like to welcome Jeremy Brooks. Jeremy is the licensed partner for Engel and Volkers of Barrie, Ontario, Canada. Welcome, Jeremy. Hey, Jean. Thanks for having me. Great. Nice to see you today. Uh, I'd like to learn a little bit about you uh, before we get started, and then you're going to tell us about the Ontario-Canada market, uh, specifically around central Ontario, I believe, and the Muskoka. So first, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Whereabouts are you located? Okay, so we're located uh, in Barrie, Ontario, which is about 40 minutes north of Toronto. Most people outside of Ontario will use uh, Toronto as their pinpoint as to then where everything else is. So that's where we are. We're directly north by about 40 minutes. Uh, and then our specific office is right downtown Barrie. And uh, we are situated just on the western end of Lake Simcoe, uh, which is a good sized body of water, nice freshwater lake. And uh, what everybody would know of our area is the large bay that we're at the end of technically, which is Kempenfelt Bay. Excellent. Yes, thank you. Yeah, it's a it's a large lake. I've been up there, and uh, actually, uh, when we talk a little bit more about uh, Northern Ontario as well, uh, it's just dotted with lakes everywhere. It's just a beautiful, beautiful area. Mm-hmm, it is. Yeah, and it's actually connected to what's called the Trent Severn Waterway, so you can actually get from our lake uh, all the way up to St. Lawrence, right to the uh, to the east coast. Very good. Yes, that's right. You can actually get to the Hudson River and uh, and or make your way uh, to the Great Lakes. So that's right. So tell me, uh, what got you interested in real estate to begin with? Um, well, I guess it was a bit of a journey to get into real estate itself. Um, I've more or less been in uh, in sales uh, in some aspects, more or less all my working life uh, since I was about seventeen years old, um, and I also took some drafting courses in high school. So that probably laid a little bit of the foundation around the housing aspect of things. Uh, and then actually in my early twenties ended up um, working in framing custom houses with a good friend of mine for uh, probably about two or three summers. And that gave me a little bit more of a glimpse into really the makings of, of the houses literally and, and figuratively. And um, just as a natural progression of looking for a different career change after I was in the car business for about seven years, I thought, well, what what could I do that um, would help me and uh, continue to grow my passion of sales, but uh, working with people and uh, just working in something that would keep me interested. I like to have uh, new things and I I like lots of new input all the time. So in looking for something with variety and uh, sales and people and so on and tying something uh, together with also an interest that I would have, that's how I landed on real estate. And so started to explore that. And here we are today. Wow, that's yeah, that's quite a uh, career journey. Yeah, I, I can imagine how the uh, understanding how homes are built and you can see the quality of work that goes into a home. You'd be a real asset for your clients. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, a lot of people in the real estate industry bring a whole a host of different backgrounds to the table, which is great. It's one of the things that I like about this industry is you get a lot of different backgrounds, a lot of different people 
uh, that end up working in the business. But yeah, having the understanding of how the houses are actually built uh, and the costs associated with that and, and everything just around the construction of a home uh, has really helped me because, of course, uh, one of my specializations is in custom homes. So that's really helped me. And how did you make your way to becoming a, a licensed partner with Engel and Volkers? Uh, well, same thing. I've always tried to, in any anything that I've ever done, I always try to, to keep my goals set high and raise the bar for myself uh, all the time. And uh, it was just something that um, I got to a bit of a crossroads about seven years, six, seven years into the business and thought, well, uh, what, what do I do now? Do I continue to just sell uh, homes, which is perfectly fine, but do I just continue down that road year over year? Uh, do I start to maybe grow a, a small team of people that I could lead, or do I dive headfirst into potentially owning a brokerage? And um, when the opportunity of Angle and Volkers presented itself, it kind of married those two things together because of it being a boutique, more specialized type of brand, it allowed me the ability to both own the brokerage and grow a small team under that umbrella. So I, uh, when that when they approached me on opening up the Barry office, I jumped at it. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, that's a great opportunity. And how long have you been with them? Uh, I bought the franchise for Barry in 2016, but we didn't open up until probably mid-2017. So this will be about three and a half years we're coming up on. So tell me, uh, Jeremy, what types of properties do you primarily uh, like to sell or or seem to sell? So myself and my sales business, Angle and Volkers, of course, we, we do sell everything um, at any end of the spectrum. But in my personal sales business, uh, our main focus is in the higher end. So in the, the more of the luxury market with custom homes, estate homes, uh, country properties. And of course, being on a lake, uh, a lot of what we do is waterfront properties, be it um, uh, residents, because a lot of people will live here on the lake and perhaps commute to Toronto or own a business in Barrie but we also get a good mixture of uh, cottage market on the water as well. And uh, what, um, when you say cottage market, uh, what parts of Ontario do you predominantly sell in it? There's a large cottage industry in Ontario, of course. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There is. Yeah. I mean, there's a number of places uh, with the vast number of lakes that we have in this area that you can choose from, but our main focus is uh, Barrie, the city of Barrie, of course, and the surrounding townships, uh, which do stretch up to, the southern and southeastern border of uh, Georgian Bay. So a lot of that area we service as well. Um, and then into the Muskokas. So we do not, our fo main focus isn't on the Muskokas, but we have a lot of clientele that, that draws there. So uh, because our clientele is made up of a lot of people that have owned two, three, four or five properties, um, many of them will like to focus on the Muskokas as well. And of course we do know that area well enough that we are happily uh, going there on a regular basis. And what type of clients do you typically work with? You just mentioned uh, clients that have, um, you know, multiple homes, uh, second homes, third legacy properties. Yeah. So a lot of our clientele, just because of the price range and property type we, we deal in, a lot of them are business owners, um, CEOs, bank executives, um, lawyers. Uh, so a lot of people that um, both know what it is that they want and have the ability to go and get it. So um, our price range is very, uh, but they're dramatically different than what our our real estate board average would be. Uh, where we usually work in the area that's uh, quite a bit higher in price range than that. And what are um, I guess some of the challenges and opportunities with owning property in uh, called Central Ontario? Yeah. So in terms of the challenges that come along with it, from um, 
an investment standpoint or a, a purchasing standpoint, there's not really a lot of barriers in place uh, here to purchase in the area. Uh, in fact, that's probably one of the reasons why it's a big draw for a lot of people from all over the world to own um, secondary properties here in central Ontario. Of course, that clientele is mainly um, cottage property, second home property, vacation property type buyers. Um, because of the way that our government works in this area, there's not a lot of barriers in place for that. So not too many challenges there. Um, but in terms of just the actual uh, seasonality of our climate here, when you're owning waterfront property and a lot of people that aren't um, living there year round, some of the challenges are just the actual literal maintenance of the property because of our winters, they can sometimes be harsh. And when you're owning properties on the water, uh, that many of them will have boathouses and secondary outbuildings and structures like that and on uh, bodies of water that you know, you get a lot of ice uh, and a lot of ice damming in the different seasons. So just literally having somebody available um, to maintain the property, keep an eye on the property and, and just uh, be able to, to look after the structure on a seasonality basis is probably one of the main challenges that we have. Obviously, if it's somebody, it's a primary residence, um, it's not as challenging, but a lot of our clientele find that um, just literally having somebody to maintain the property on those off seasons where they're not occupying it is something that they have to take into account when they're looking to purchase. I was going to, going to ask that. So you have uh, management companies that you would recommend to your clients as well in the areas? We do. Yeah. So we don't ourselves do any uh, direct property management, but uh, some of the builders, some of the custom home builders that we work with that build uh, homes for our clients on the water uh, actually do some of the property maintenance along with it. And then there's some other uh, two or three other smaller uh, property maintenance companies that specialize uh, in that, that we refer our clients to. And what should someone look for then if they're looking to invest in a waterfront property? Well, really, I think like anything, um, the, the thing that they're going to want to look for is what it is they're trying to attain. I mean, cottages mean a different thing uh, for a lot of different people. So some people want a cottage where they're literally right in the heart of all the action and the activity. They want a lot of things going on. They want access to amenities literally right outside their door. Uh, and because of the area that we live in and having um, well-developed cities right on the water, we have that. We have people that have cottages um, you know, just down the street from main roads in cities and having access to amenities. Some people don't want to be uh, away from everything. They want quiet. They want uh, lakes that maybe have um, no motor restrictions and that sort of thing. So where people aren't boating and, and where all of that uh, sort of weekend warrior chaos is not a regular thing. So really deciding what it is um, that you want and what the lifestyle piece is that you want out of that property is definitely the first step. And then secondary to that would then also be, of course, budget. Because once you know, understand what type of property you're looking for and how much you want to spend, that's going to help us uh, land on the, the specific areas and bodies of water and everything that will afford that. Right. And what is the uh, cottage real estate market like now in Ontario? Uh, uh, because of, of COVID, I mean, it's always a very strong market. Um, our area has always been relatively healthy with the, uh, the secondary sort of vacation or recreation property market. Um, but in this last 12 months, uh, it's it's just exploded. Um, inventory across the board has been low. I think in a lot of areas right through North America, a lot of the licensed partners and agents I'm speaking to all over North America are experiencing very similar things. Um, but right now, yeah, our cottage market is not like it's ever been before. Um, people, I think, are seeing the fact that uh, 
you know, they, they may not be able to travel as much as they previously had. They may not be able to spend as much time out of the country as maybe they had perhaps been thinking in previous years. And then couple that with the fact that a lot of these people are now uh, a lot of buyers, a lot of clients are able to work from home or even more than what they were able to before. A lot of our clients being business owners are just maybe not even going into their office as much in the city. And uh, so they're really looking to park themselves sometimes uh, permanently as a primary residence in, in the cottage property market. And so you've got the people, the market that's the regular cottage secondary sort of recreation property market combined with now people looking to maybe perhaps make a waterfront home their primary residence. And those two uh, markets are colliding with a market that has very low inventory. So that is sort of made a perfect storm of absolute chaos and um, pricing to, to go through the roof. It was already a premium to own some of these nicer cottages and some of these nicer lakes. And now it's it's just gone um, gone right off off the edge really as to, to what the pricing is. So it's it's an interesting market to say the least. Sounds like it. And it is such a beautiful area. Can you describe the Muskokas uh, to us? Uh, and why it's so desirable. Yeah, so the Muskoka is uh, oftentimes a lot of people from outside of the area will refer to it as sort of the Hamptons of the North, um, certain uh, certain lakes, of course. Uh, it's just, it's so desirable because it's literally so picturesque and it can offer so many different aspects of waterfront living to uh, such a broad audience. It, it's got, we've got so many freshwater lakes and rivers and um, different uh, varying types of, of property and lake types that it really offers a little bit of something for everybody. We've got large, large bodies of water that, like I said before, like our own here in Barrie and Lake Simcoe, that connects to an entire channel and waterway system that you can boat um, all the way out of Lake Simcoe and, and literally right out to the East Coast and down to the Bahamas if you want to. Uh, but you've also got a lot of uh, smaller freshwater lakes that uh, have no boats on them um, and are very quiet and, and very secluded and very picturesque um, and just absolutely stunning, beautiful, beautiful areas. So I think it's probably the fact it's very attractive um, and so desirable because it does offer that uh, authentic cottage lifestyle um, that a lot of people sort of picture in their mind when they're thinking of, you know, what would an absolutely stunning, beautiful cottage look like in the price point as well. You can get everything, uh, even in this market, you can get everything from, you know, $500,000 all the way up to 25 million. So there's, there is sort of a little bit of everything for everyone out there. And that's really the main draw to, to the Muskokas. Yeah, it's certainly a beautiful area. I've been through there many, many times and uh, the accessibility too, it's not as far as uh, you might think. You're talking about, you know, setting up possibly uh, for a, a digital nomad now that wants to uh, wants that ability to work uh, as a second home or as, you know, another primary residence. It's well connected. It's on the grid. It's not rustic or rural, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And there's also, so we have um, uh, an airport um, just 15 to 20 minutes north of Barrie, um, that is uh, an airport that you can actually have a, a private jet at, and that there are several people that do have that. So it, from an accessibility standpoint, it's very accessible right here. And then there's also an airport like that up in the Muskokas. So again, to your point of accessibility from even the global client, um, it offers that additional level of accessibility that I think a lot of people are looking for, especially in this day and age. And once again, I'm with Jeremy Brooks, licensed partner with Engel and Volkers at Barry, Ontario, Canada. And uh, we're, we're just touching on this now. Uh, 
how does the buying process work for a foreign investor? What can you tell us about that? Well, really, it uh, it starts interestingly enough. It starts similar to to some of the ways that some of our local buyers work. When it's a secondary property, a lot of them will go through that process I touched on earlier, which is just finding out what it is that they're wanting to achieve. What kind of property? Um, what do they picture their lifestyle being like when they're at that property? Do they want you know that quiet? Do they want more secluded? Um, just exactly what it is that they're after. Once we establish that and find out you know, what their goal is uh, and what they expect the atmosphere to be like and uh, the area and so on. Then we start to get into the particulars of, you know, is this, is this a, a property for just a, um, a single person, a couple? Uh, is this something that, um, you know, they weren't going to want to bring a lot of family to, or sometimes we have our foreign investors that are buying from out of the country, but they have family here that want to use it uh, you know, year round. So there's a lot of different dynamics that that foreign investor is going to want to look at as to how they're going to use the property. Um, and then, of course, the uh, interesting part of Airbnb now is that that's added a whole different context to it. So if it's something that they the, the investor says, well, I want to come for, of course, our peak season, which would be July and August. And I want to use that as my my own personal cottage for those seasons, but have the ability to rent it out on the shoulder seasons. Well, if they're looking at that as an option, well, then we want to make sure that it's in a desirable area and so on. So again, it's really just walking them through how they want to use that property, how they want to um, uh, make sure like what kind of accessibility they want to have uh, to that property. And, and also just how long they plan on owning the property, because sometimes people are looking at just testing the waters, um, so to speak, of the cottage market. And so we want to make sure that, yeah, we're going to get them into a property that if that's the case, that we know that we can get them out of as well, because the cottage market, as I think a lot of people know, offers a very, very wide variety of types of property. And some are a little easier to resell than others. So we, we always try to at least bring that up at some point in the conversation uh, with somebody that's investing in a cottage as a second or third property as what would the exit strategy look like if you perhaps got there and didn't like it? Um, so all of those things are things that we take into account when we're talking to to a foreign investor. Okay, and we'll uh, definitely share your contact information. I'm sure uh, a, an investor could reach out to you and you could walk them through the steps or if they wanted to come up for uh, the first time to visit the area, the region, if they've never been to see the beauty of it and the opportunities, they could reach out to you for that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And we've got um, we've got some some great video content and everything as well of some of the different areas, the different lakes and bodies of water and that sort of thing that we we'd be able to share as well, because of, of course, current circumstances. It's not uh, always as easy to get here. So we've got access to a lot of that as well and great area information that we can share. And also a, a good knowledge of a lot of off market properties. We do a lot of business off market. So uh, it's not always properties that people are going to just find on our on search portals that uh, we'll be able to direct them to. We, we have a lot of inventory of, of properties that aren't uh, on an MLS system, so we can help walk them through that as well. What can you tell us about the Canadian dollar and the opportunities then for a foreign investor with the um, monetary exchange? Well, I guess depending on where they're coming from, we do see a, a good number of Americans coming here. So to compare to the US dollar, we're usually anywhere from the 20 to 30% difference, which is a nice bonus if you're looking at it from that standpoint uh, to get you know property on sale. Uh, but we're, we're relatively strong. I think it's, it's stabilized well. Our Canadian dollar has been pretty stable at where it is right now in relation to the US dollar. Uh, for the last number of years, I would say the last two anyways, we've hovered anywhere between about 73 to 81 cents. 
in comparison to the US dollar. And a lot of people, even globally, will reference that dollar as a benchmark. So um, if they're using that kind of a currency and, and using their uh, purchasing decision in relation to that, like I said, it's kind of nice to have a little bit of a discount, um, but still know that we have a very, very stable currency and it doesn't make a lot of crazy swings um, that some do. So I think having that knowledge as well, that there's a good stable economy here and a good long-term outlook as well, knowing that um, uh, our, mar- our real estate market's strong, but from a currency standpoint, that we do have the ability to push up some sometimes as close to par. Uh, and at those times, of course, if somebody's looking to liquidate a property, then that's a great time to do it. That's good advice. And what other advice would you give to someone interested in investing in property in Ontario? Really, it's the it's a picture of what it is that they're trying to accomplish. If they're trying to buy a property that they plan on keeping for a long time, um, you know, passing down from generation to generation, we do see a lot of generational stuff with cottages and secondary properties. Um, it's really just getting a picture of what it is that the person is is after and what they want to accomplish. Um, obviously, the regular housing market, it's the idea of, you know, uh, a great neighborhood and great schools. And, uh, you know, there might be a number of bedrooms, square footage. Some, it's just literally having a roof over their head. But with the more um, luxury, more high-end market, there's a whole other, you know, a whole, whole, whole other number of options that open up that people are after. So just getting a real understanding of what it is, if it's, uh, if it's literally just a weekend getaway or if this is a, a dream investment uh, property that they they want their grandkids to have somewhere down the road, then what that looks like and what some of those areas are that we can focus on that we can ideally ensure that they're going to see the best uh, growth as well, because we do take our uh, role seriously as more of an advisor than just real estate agents. And so trying to plan for that with our clients and say, uh, you know, what is your, what is your long-term goal and just walking them through that. And is there anything else that um, I might have left out uh, or that you wanted to share with us? Um, I, I think that we've covered some some pretty good ground here. I think it's just really, uh, really great to know that um, this area is uh, growing. Um, the areas that we're working in, so Barrie as a city is growing rapidly uh, because of our proximity to Toronto and the GTA and, of course, uh, proximity to Pearson International Airport. Uh, we're a very, very accessible area, and and uh, just the the fact that um, the heritage uh, from a secondary sort of recreation cottage property standpoint has existed for so long here that it's a very, very stable recreational property market to buy. And I think some people are hesitant to wade into the um, cottage property market because you know some areas are a hot spot or it's sort of the it place to be. Um, here and there, but it comes and goes in cycles. Whereas with Muskoka and our area sort of here in central Ontario, it's been such a stable secondary property market for so long that I think a lot of people um, find that comforting and knowing that if they're going to buy here, if they're going to invest here, that, uh, you know, nobody's got a crystal ball, but it's got years and years and years of being very, very stable. Um, and because we, I've grown up in the area, so I've lived here in Barrie for 36 years. And we know a lot of the ins and outs of the different markets, the little niche pockets um, that are the areas to to really jump on, the ones to stay away from. So I think that just having an understanding of what our market really has to offer is key. And we're really excited about the area. Um, We love the area. It's got so much to offer seasonally. Even in the colder winter months, there's a lot to do. 
uh, in this area. So from a recreation standpoint, it's it's uh, just a great place to live. And I know Barry and I know uh, the Muskoka's very well as, as well. And I know Ann Brobin, my partner at the Real Estate Travel Academy, and I are very excited that uh, we'll have one of our real estate tours hosted uh, in the region in the uh, coming future. So we'll definitely be reaching mm-hmm. out to you, Jeremy, for support. Where can listeners contact you? So they can get us at a couple of different places. Our shop website is Barry, that's B-A-R-R-I-E dot ev realestate.com so that's barry.evrealestate.com our office phone number is area code 705-792-2055 and then my personal email is jeremy j-e-r-e-m-y dot brooks b-r-o-o-k-s at ev realestate.com and that will get you'll get right to me directly Thank you. And that's Engler Volkers of Barry, Ontario, and Jeremy Brooks is the licensed partner. And uh, we'll also share that information in the bylines of the podcast. So once again, thank you. Is there anything else that uh, you wanted to share? Or uh, I've got one last question for you when you're ready. Oh, yeah, no, shoot. Go ahead. Okay. Well, this is more personal, but what do you do on a, on a day off in the Muskokas or in the Barry area? What, what do you like to do? Uh, when I get a day off, <laughs> um, I guess. So for me, uh, family is number one. So most days, wherever it is, uh, I'm going to be with my, my wife and kids. I have three young kids, nine, seven and five. And uh, they, like us, uh, love the outdoors. So um, most of the time we try to get outside. Uh, we're very fortunate. My in-laws actually own a place on a lake like uh, like we should. And so uh, in the summer months and the winter months, a lot of times that we get time off, that's where we're going to be. So in the, in the winter, uh, we're up there spending time skating on the lake, getting outside, tobogganing, snowmobiling, everything else. And then, of course, in the summer, uh, we spend as much time down on the dock as we possibly can. Nice. And it, it certainly is beautiful in, in the summer, but there's great winter activities too. And uh, I can understand the, the allure of it. So uh, once again, Jeremy, thank you very much. It's been a real pleasure having you today. Oh yeah. It's been great. Thanks, Gene. I appreciate it. Excellent. We'll see you soon. Thanks so much. I hope you enjoyed this podcast from the Real Estate Travel Academy. Join us for future episodes where you will hear about real estate markets in exciting destinations around the world gain insight into doing business in different cultures, and connect with global business leaders. Hibiscus International's Real Estate Travel Academy membership program can be found at hibiscusinternational.com, where real estate and travel meet.